The following podcast, Hanging Out with the Old Fellas, is not designed as a flotation device. Always read the label. Use only as erected. A one, a two, a five, six, seven, eight. Last drinks. They don't matter much as next drinks. And they don't matter much as who I'm talking with. Who has died and who has lived and who has finally passed out on the floor? The old fellas! And who has forgotten what it was they came here for? Oh, Barry! Jerry! There's only one thing the fan club want the Attrick brothers to talk about this week. Of course. Yes, yes, I hear you loud and clear, Jerry. Whatever you're talking about. We are talking Tina Turner, Barry. The Queen of Soul. And rock and roll. The Acid Queen. She was, she was. Yes, yes she played the Acid Queen in the film of the rock opera Tommy. <laughs> But like so much rock and roll royalty lately... She succumbed. She passed on. Tasered by police. What a legend. An icon. Here in Australia, we have a very special relationship with Tina. Mad Max, Thunderdome. Her theme songs for rugby league. Like Private Dancer. (laughs) I don't think so, Barry. (laughs) What's love got to do with it? For the footy... All the footy players busting out the nutbush dance moves. Now that's a footy commercial. All wearing the Tina Turner hairdo. The Tina Turner wig. That became a footy playing essential. It was the pinnacle of football promotion in this country. She became one of us, Jerry. Just without the high pants. Simply the best. Better than all the rest. Better than anyone. Baby, I'd rather be mumble and blah and stuff. They don't write them like that anymore, Barry. They never did. And did you know, Barry, that her song, Beyond Thunderdome, that was written by an Aussie? Really? Yep, Terry Britton. Oh, right. So he was a Briton who was an Aussie. Oh, yes, Baz. Very clever stuff, this songwriting beeswax. Well, I'll be an augmented third. And while we're on the subject of legendary rock divas, we're about to break some news. We're breaking a news story? We certainly are. But we can fix it up with some durex later. Which is a strange reference for our UK viewers. So what rock and roll diva are we breaking this time, Jerry? Well, it has to do with the upper echelons of rock. Elvis? He's alive and kicking. No, no, not Elvis. It's Elton. He's coming out of retirement because he can't stand the kids. No, not Elton. Even bigger. You don't mean... Yes, it's true. Abby Chatfield. You've got it, Baz. Abby Chatfield. She's been made Prime Minister. Wouldn't surprise me. Rock and roll. This is Spinal Tap. Yep. Abby Chatfield is about to score a recording contract. Sponsored by Melodyne? Well, everything's all top secret at the moment, but the words come down from my Abby Chatfield mole. Your Abby Chatfield mole? Yes, my Abby Chatfield mole. That's quite a tautology. And here's the scoop. You have an Abby Chatfield scoop? Yep. Merchandising. The Abby Chatfield scoop in stores now. Impressive. Plus, I have a demo pressing here of the first Abby Chatfield single. Excitement! Yes, it's a little dubstep number called, hmm, you know, maybe I don't love him. I love it already. So let's drop the needle onto that vinyl. 
Chatfield, she's earned it. Yep, she's more than just a pretty face. She's more than just a young, fit, nubile, taut cover girl. She's more than a pair of piercing eyes. And pouting lips. And biteable earlobes. She's more than just a cash cow for the best hustling talent management agency in the country. Perish the thought. Nope, she's all those things rolled into one. She wasn't afraid to completely embarrass herself on national TV. That's right, Barry, that's right. So now she's reaping the rewards. Let's get a little more of that first single India before we go on a break. Maybe I don't love him. Maybe I don't love him. Maybe I don't love him. Don't love him. Don't love him. Talk about an earworm. Many people have said that about her. Grumpy's ginger beer tastes like no other. Every palate-teasing sip of Grumpy's gives me that revolutionary edge. Like when I go to the shop, I go to the eight items or less counter with eight items. Then I buy a packet of chewing gum just to show them. Sometimes I'll go through the eight items or less with nothing. Then I buy nine copies of Radicals Weekly. There's a devil-may-care mind blast in every bottle of Grumpy's, the liquid essence of Western democracy. From grumpysgingerbeer.com.au Everybody chill. Yes, Jerry. This next story is just plain weird. Always has been. But it just got weirder. Picture this. The north of France, 1988, a pristine beach, except... Yes? ...onto the shore floats a phone. Right. But it's not just any phone. It's a bloody Garfield phone. A bloody Garfield phone? Yes. What the hell is a Garfield phone? You remember the Garfield phone? A phone shaped like a cat in the cartoon. Garfield. Oh, right. Yes, I do remember now. And one was found on a beach in 1988. Yes. It was probably dropped by a dolphin. Beached itself with a phone under its little fin. And as it dies, it looks up at the passing jogger and says... It's for you. Probably had an important message from the battlefield. Mm. You know, like the marathon runner. Got the call and then swam that extra 26 miles just to get the word of victory back to Athens. Except this was nowhere near Athens, Barry. Should have taken a left turn at Croatia. It was Yugoslavia back then, Barry. Maybe it was delivering the phone to Ronald Reagan in Berlin to phone Gorbachev and say, Mr Gorbachev, tear down this wall. On a Garfield phone? I don't think so, Barry. But you've got to admit, it would make great television. Television. Ronnie Reagan pounding the pulpit with a Garfield tucked under his ear, pointing the finger at the camera, Mr Gorbachev! Well, Barry, the only flaw in your story is there are thousands of these Garfield cat phones that have washed up on the beach. Thousands? It's an invasion! Like Normandy. All these cat phones storming the shores, bayonets at the ready. Bayonets? They've gone feral, feral cat phones, destroying the local population 
of native bird phones. Well, I think that's a little energetic for Garfield. Oh, yeah, sorry. Destroying the local population of native lasagna phones. It's like an episode of the goodies. Maybe they all escaped from a Wuhan wet market. Do the Chinese eat cat? Mm, I'm not sure, Barry. I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't eat cat phones. Well, someone does. Actually, that's a big part of the problem. All these phones floating around in the sea, the plastics are choking up the marine life. Well, the locals should get out there and clean this up. Problem is, Barry, as quick as they clean it up, the Garfield phones keep coming back. Sneaky bastards. And they have kept coming back for 35 years. It's been a total mystery until now. Mystery? Yes. However, the four-decade puzzle has just been solved and we are lucky enough that our hanging out with the old fella's satellite has made contact with a journalist who has been following this story. Now, this is exciting, viewers. On the line is our northern France Garfield phone correspondent, live from the beaches of Brittany, bonjour, Emma Horn. What have I gotten myself into? Yes, and glad to have you with us. So what's going on here, Emma? Why all these Garfield phones and why France? So it's not much of a story, really. It's just a couple of Garfield phones ended up washing up on a beach and the locals have sort of gotten used to it happening every so often, every week or so for the last 35 years. It's just become a standard part of their lives here. So what do you think of my theory that it was the dolphins? Yeah, so a farmer took a group of environmentalists down to a secluded cave at the beach, which they found inside this cave was the opened container. The lid had been crushed and the Garfields that were inside the container were being spilled out into the ocean, albeit very, very slowly. In a cave? Well, that explains the echo on the phone line. That would have been scary. Like the cartoons. You go into the cave and all you see are the eyes. Well, a lot of them... They don't have eyes. Oh, creepy. Yeah, we've got some photos here. If you can imagine, viewers, Garfield with no eyes. Zombie Garfields. Yes, and how have the locals reacted to all these zombie Garfields in their midst? So the container is really well stuck inside the cave, so they can't really get it out very easily. For now, the locals are just harvesting them at the beach. I've seen them being used for some artworks and things like that. Artworks? I hardly feel this is enough, Emma. I mean, I think the town really needs to lean into this a bit more. What's the name of the town, Emma? Finistre. What was that? Finistre. Typical French, always coming up with unpronounceable place names. How do the French expect us to be able to mock them properly if they have all these towns you can't say? I really think this beach town in Brittany... What was the name again, Emma? Finistre. Well, I think the mayor of Finister needs to get off his butt and make the invasion of the Garfields a thing. Get the mayor on the cat phone, Jerry. I think I will. As soon as we're off air, I'll be talking him through our Garfield phone ideas. Well, for a start, the sign out the front should say Finister, population 10,000, plus 20,000 Garfield phones. You are now entering Finister. 
Beware the cat. Sell tickets every night for the Garfield Phone Coming Ashore event. Phillip Island style. Name the main hotel in the town. Chateau de la Chat L'Orange. Well, Garfield Phones are collectibles, so they could cash in there. Exactly, exactly. They're sitting on a fortune. How much can you get for a Garfield Phone, Emma? Around $500 for a working one. Even more with eyes. Are some of them working, Emma? Well, I don't know about that. Maybe you could use them to call someone back in 1988. I'd call my dad, tell him all the mistakes he's going to make. Warn him about some of the guys you're going to bring home. Now, now, you two, don't make this personal. Garfield cat fans, Barry. How much more personal do you want to make this? Well, I won't tell Dad if you don't. Your secret is safe with me, Emma. Unless he finds one of those cat phones. Well, look, thanks for your time, Emma. Thanks for your in-depth insights into the world of Garfield cat phones. Was that your major at university? Yes. Well, it's worth the hex debt just to get this interview. It's been a pleasure. And when do I get my money? Oh, we've lost the line there to France. Calais Exchange must have lost power. Yes, yes, a lot of power outages all over Europe at the moment. She seemed nice, didn't she? A credit to her parents, Barry. Whoever and wherever they are. Exactly. Don't bother asking for explanation. She'll just tell you that she came in the air of the cat. You said there'd be money. Where is it? Ah, Year of the Cat. I threw that in because I know how much you love that song, Barry. It's all about the context, Jerry. Well, yes, Year of the Cat. It related both to our previous story and to our next story. You finally got the dirt on Al Stewart, Jerry? No, Barry, this story is about laboratory meat. Wuhan laboratory? Nope, this is from Newcastle on Tyne. Ah, oh, yes, turn left at France. Well, sort of, Barry, but the good scientists at Newcastle on Tyne Laboratory have created test tube meat. Test tube meat? Yep. Real, actual, proper meat, straight to you from the test tube. Crunchy. Crunchy? It must cut the inside of your cheek a bit, though. I hate that. No, there's no test tube in the meat. They make the meat in the test tube. All sausages, then, taking on the shape of said test tube. No, it's not literally a test tube. The scientists extract cells from an animal and then clone the cells into different cuts of meat from different livestock. All without killing or growing animals? Yes, Barry. No slaughterhouses, no cattle roaming the hills churning up the flora. No cow farts. Yes, no methane. Except after you've eaten it. No cost of hay or keeping your animals out of the cold. Everyone wins. Except vegans. Oh, vegans win as well. Now they can eat meat products with a clear conscience. But Jerry, if non-vegans can eat meat without killing animals and without harming the environment... Yes, Barry? How will vegans maintain their superiority? I'm sure they'll find a way, Barry. The old fellas! Is he calling me cuckoo there? I beg to differ. I hate the heat, I hate the cold, I hate young people and I hate the old, but I'm happy. You don't sound very happy to me. When I'm crabby... Well, you're starting to confuse me already. I hate being sick. I hate being well. I hate when I breathe. I hate George Powell and us oldies. It's quite a list you've got. We're all crabby. Yeah, I'm starting to agree with you. 
I hate computers, I hate AI, I hate old songs that make me cry, but I'm happy. Make your mind up. When I'm crabby. Look, you're either one or the other, obviously. I hate arthritic inflammation. I hate when my feet get a numb sensation. I'm happy. I'm adding constipation to that one. When I'm crabby. Oh, me too. Tell me about it. Sounds like a Dutch person I knew. Happy Von Crappy. Bloopers! There's only one thing the fan club want the Attrick brothers to talk about this week. Of course, yes. I hear you loud and clear, Jerry. Whatever you're talking about. Yeah, just be a bit more... Okay. Of course, yes. Yeah, I'm only four lines in. I know. Well, correct just be, me, just, four just lines in. Just be more in. confident on that, please. <laughs> all right. Oh, right. All right. So I, I think I right. blew my line a little bit, so I'll just hit the marker again. From the top. Here's the marker. I have to clean the walls That's now. Awful the visualization there. A skid marker. It's looking rather sort of um, it's abstract. It's abstract. Abstract art. Abstract yes. production office art. And they have kept coming back for 35 years. It's been a total mystery until now. Mystery. Mystery. On the line is our Northern France Garfield phone correspondent. I think that's the first time that line has ever been uttered. Northern yes. France Garfield phone correspondent. <laughs> it's probably unique, isn't it? <laughs> Name the main hotel in the town, Chateau de la Chat Lorange. Say that one again. Yes, I think I will. <laughs> Name the main hotel in the town, Chateau de la Chat... Le... Name the main... You just, you just wanted me to say this again, didn't <laughs> yes, you? Yes, I did. You bastard. <laughs> And I'm told by my wife it shouldn't be shat, it's shat. Shat's much more fun. Yes, shat's a lot more fun, a lot more Aussie. Well, yes, Year of the Cat, it related both to our previous story and to our next story. You finally got the dirt on Al Stewart, Jerry? That's Al Stewart as opposed to Alf Stewart. <laughs> you flaming mongrels. Uh, you flaming cat. That man, after everything he's done on his tombstone, he's just going to have your flaming mongrels. Flaming young people. Probably earned him a lot of money. Yes. I'll do my line again. But, Jerry, if non-vegans can eat meat without killing animals and without harming the environment... Yes, Barry? ..how will vegans maintain their superiority? I'm sure they'll find a way, Barry. The old fellas. The old fellas, the old fellas, the old fellas. And we are done. Test tube meat, that sounds like one of the most disgusting <laughs> things I will ever put in my mouth. Yeah. Let's see the vegans deal with that. Straight out of the Petri dish. Less cow farts and more laboratory equipment. And more laboratory farts. Oh, I'll get out of that one. Yeah. I hate when my toenails grow too long. I hate when the fungus makes them pong, but I'm happy. I won't get that out of my mind anytime soon. When I'm crabby. And disgusting. I hate my food when it's not warm. I hate being busy. I hate being bored and I hate it. I haven't tasted food for 20 years. When I'm happy, I'm happy when I'm crabby. You can't talk about fungus and food in the same breath, okay? Happy when I'm crabby. I don't know, I don't really understand. I'm going to go and lie down now. Money, please.